الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد So we're continuing with Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah's text on the invocation of God, al-Wab al-Asayyib. So the next couple of points that we're going to mention, um, we're going to start with one. Uh, so the, the main theme, well, let me, let me just, I want to cover one more point. And then after we cover this point, inshallah, then we'll cover the, uh, there'll be kind of a unifying theme for, for at least this section. And that is the section that Ibn al-Qayyim calls, Allah Ta'ala is with the one who invokes him. Allah Ta'ala is with the one who invokes him. So Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah says, Remembrance is when the one who remembers, meaning the dhakir, which is the human being, is near to the one remembered, madhkur, who is Allah Ta'ala. And the one remembered is with him. Again, I'll say it again. Remembrance is when the one who remembers is near to the one remembered. And the one remembered is with him. With him. This withness, quote, withness, it's a, it's, not really a word in English, I guess, but uh, this witness in Arabic is called ma'iyah. It's to be with, right? Witness, the sense of being with Allah Ta'ala. It's a very special state. And Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah says, this quote-unquote ma'iyah is not in the sense of being with the other through knowledge or encompassment. It's not that we are with Allah in the sense that we're either physically with Allah Ta'ala or we have this knowledge about Allah Ta'ala um, that is encompassing. Right, we, there's no way that the human being can ever reach that state, and if if people make that claim, then that's a, that's problematic. Uh, so Ibn Qayyim is making it very clear this is not what he intends by ma'iyah, because a lot of people get lost in what it means with wa'iyah and this whole idea of wahdatul wujud and things like that. Um, so he's saying clearly this is not what I'm referring to. He says rather ma'iyah is a special relationship of proximity, friendship, love, help, and accord. That's what Maria is. That's what it means to be with Allah. So far, we haven't even mentioned what it means to be with Allah. So far, we've been really focusing on how uh, the effect of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is that Allah Ta'ala will remember us. The effect is that He will mention us to the angels. The effect is that it polishes the heart. The effect is that it, um, it uh, in, 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 in instills within us the love for Allah. But not to this point yet, we haven't mentioned this concept, which is that a person that is engaged in the remembrance of Allah regularly and consistently and abundantly, they reach this state of what is called ma'iyah. And it's very difficult to explain. And Ibn Qayyim is doing what he, his best at trying to explain it. Uh, and there's a few places in the Qur'an where Allah Ta'ala mentions ma'iyah as well, right? Look, there's a lot of places in the Qur'an where Allah Ta'ala... What is the goal of, uh, of the believer, right? When we ask for Allah from something, what are we asking? We say... Ya Allah, I wish that you would love me, right? I wish that you would love me. I wish that you would be happy with me. I wish that you would be pleased with me. And we'll see many places in the Quran, Allah Ta'ala will say, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah Ta'ala loves those people that are of ihsan. You know, uh, Wallahu yuhibbul sabirin. Allah Ta'ala loves those people that are patient. So we know what love of Allah, when Allah Ta'ala loves the servant, we know Allah Ta'ala ex- ex- mentions those types of people in the Quran as well. And sometimes we ask for that as well. But have we ever asked, you know, I wish, Ya Allah, you were with me, right? With me. And not, again, don't, don't misconstrue this statement. It's not with in the sense that we're somehow associated or affiliated with or are able to encompass Allah. It's this sense of withness that he mentions, Ma'iyah, that's a special relationship of proximity, friendship, love, help, and accord. Allah Ta'ala is by your side. He's with you at all times. This is a very special state and it's very difficult to attain. 
this is one of the, the very high states. And Allah Ta'ala actually mentioned this in the Qur'an in a few places, right? It's not that this is just a made-up concept. Allah Ta'ala specifically says in the Qur'an, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ That verily Allah Ta'ala is with, with, ma'a means with. He's with those people that are God-fearing. How special must those people be that Allah Ta'ala is with them? And this is His word. These are His words. And then another place, Allah Ta'ala says, um, Allah Ta'ala is with those people who are patient. What degree of patience must you have to exhibit to be able to be from amongst this group of people that are with Allah? And then, in another place, there's one place in the Quran where Allah Ta'ala, where the, where Allah Ta'ala quotes a conversation between the Prophet وسلم, and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. In that, when Abu Bakr and the Prophet ﷺ, we mentioned this uh, briefly yesterday, when the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr ﷺ, they were uh, migrating from Mecca to Medina and they had stopped off in a cave in, in Jabal Tur, right? Just uh, uh, as you leave the main city uh, of, of Mecca Mukarramah, or the main city limits. And you leave, there's a cave and they had hid in there for three days, right? We know the story. We know the story about how uh, Abu Bakr who carried the Prophet up and then when they went inside the cave he went and looked inside the cave and he made sure that there were there were no holes and he filled all the holes up and then there was one hole that was left and he wasn't able to fill it with his, his cloth that he tore up so he put his uh, you know, his his foot he put his toe and he blocked it and the Prophet came inside and then uh, and they had spent time in that cave and uh, and Abu Bakr anhu was uh, extremely worried in that during that occasion during that encounter extremely worried because there was basically this hunt for the Prophet Sallallahu throughout Makkah Mukarramah and the reward that was being given to anyone that could find the Prophet Sallallahu you know it was a, a very high reward and so there was literally this hunt that everybody was looking out for this quote unquote fugitive and the entire city was was searching for this person bring him back dead or alive to the Prophet so they were searching every corner of the city. So in fact, they had actually reached that cave, and they came right in front of that cave. The Quraysh did. So what did the Prophet ﷺ say to Abu Bakr in this, uh, in that at that time when Abu Bakr was overwhelmed with fear? He said, "La tahzan, inna Allaha ma'ana." Oh, Abu Bakr, don't worry, don't have any fear. Inna Allaha ma'ana, Allah Ta'ala is with us. Not Allah Ta'ala loves us or Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us, although that would be a, a good enough state to be in. He's saying, no, no, no. Allah is with us. Ma'iyyah. He's with us. And Allah Ta'ala quotes this in the Quran. He quotes this in the Quran. This, con- this, this, this statement. And Allah Ta'ala says, إِذْهُمَا فِي الْغَارِ إِذْ يَقُولُ لِصَاحِبِهِ When the two of you were, when the two of them were in the cave, إِذْ يَقُولُ لِصَاحِبِهِ And he, the Prophet said to لِصَاحِبِهِ, his friend, his best friend, لَا تَحْزَنْ Don't worry, don't worry. Why shouldn't you worry? You know, should, should you not worry because they're not going to find us? Should you not worry because you know who you're with? No, no, no. Don't worry because in Allah ma'ana, Allah Ta'ala is with us. And if a person reaches, if, if a person can have Allah with them, then all of their worries go away. All of their worries go away. Now imagine, what would cause Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu to be worried? I mean, come on. This is a person whose iman is so strong that his iman outweighs the iman of the entire ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
right? If the Prophet said that if you were to weigh the Iman of Abu Bakr on one side and the rest of the Ummah on the other side, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu's, uh, his, um, his Iman would outweigh the rest of the Ummah's Iman. So how would someone like Abu Bakr have fear or worry about anything, right? This is his Iman. But you can imagine how uh, extreme that situation must have been that the Prophet had to actually console him. But as a result of that experience, Allah Ta'ala, the Prophet says, and he quotes, Allah Ta'ala quotes in the Qur'an, لا تحزن إن الله معنا. So you see this as well. In another place, uh, Allah Ta'ala says uh, uh, in the Surah Al-Ankabut, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala is with the muhsineen, those people that have ihsan. So you see this concept of ma'iyah, right? This is a, it's a very unique and a very special state to reach. And when a person, uh, I mean, it's very difficult to get there, but it's certainly possible. And in fact, in the higher states of muraqabah, once you pass the first, you know, several lessons when you're focusing on dhikr, remember I mentioned there's dhikr, and then you eventually, once you get, uh, once you're on uh, past lesson 10, the lessons now are of lessons of fikr. And this is a completely different experience. And in these lessons, <coughs> right, lesson 10 and above, you are bringing in or trying to bring in certain qualities. And one of the lessons is a lesson of ma'iyah, where you're imagining, you're making an intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually with you, right? I mean, with you based off of the definition that Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentions, right? The clear accepted definition of, of the ulama. And so this is a very uh, special form of dhikr. It's actually a form of fikr, but you imagine that like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this concept of ma'iyah. So this is what Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentions. Um, the scope of this relationship that comes to those who remember Allah is expressed in the sacred utterance, quote, I am with my servant when he remembers me and when his lips move to mention me. Right? I am with my servant. I am with, with the concept of witness, when he remembers me and when his lips move to mention me. Okay, so we're going to move from that now, uh, move on from that point. And the next section, which is what we'll focus on, inshallah, for the remainder of this time, is so far we've talked about the benefit of remembrance, of remembering Allah Ta'ala individually. We haven't talked about the benefits of remembering Allah Ta'ala collectively. And this is what the next section is on. And uh, this is... Uh, there's a section of Ibn al-Qayyim mentions within this part and I'm gonna, we're going to bring up a few of these points so the first point that he mentions okay, uh, the gatherings where Allah is mentioned are the gatherings of angels whereas those full of chatter and heedlessness just people talking are the gatherings of devils I'm going to say it again the gatherings where Allah is mentioned are the gatherings of angels Whereas those full of chatter, talking, and heedlessness are the gatherings of devils, shayateen. And then he says, Let the servant decide which of these two gatherings is more pleasing and important to him. For he will belong to it in this world and the next. <laughs> what a powerful way of making this statement. Okay, You decide on your own. <laughs> This is the reality of the matter. There are gatherings where Allah is mentioned, and these are gatherings where angels are present. And then there are gatherings where other than Allah is mentioned, there's just chit-chat, chatter, you know, uh, heedless talk. You know, it has nothing to do with Allah whatsoever. These are gatherings of the shayateen. 
Now you decide which one of these two you want to be a part of because ultimately in the hereafter you're going to be in one or the other. The angels will be Jannah or the gathering or the place of Shayateen which is Jahannam, which is, which is fire. They're made from fire. This is, this is their, uh, their background and this is their you know, ultimate destination. And uh, so Ibn Qayyim says, let the servant decide which of these two gatherings is more pleasing and important to him. Like, you can decide on your own. We're all, he's saying, you're mature individuals, you know, whoever's reading this text or whoever's benefiting, you're smart enough to figure out what's important to you, what actually matters to you. You decide. If you want the company of the angels in the next world, then spend time and attend and be a part of gatherings of angels where, gather, where Allah Ta'ala is remembered. And if you prefer, if you'd rather spend time in the company of the shayateen and the devils in the hereafter, if you'd rather enjoy that company in the hereafter, by all means, go for it. You're, you're, you have free will. You're able to do that if you want to do it. So just all you have to do is spend time in the gatherings where, where Allah Ta'ala is forgotten in this world, and you're, you will be a part of that gathering in the hereafter as well. You know, this is the stern verbiage that Ibn Qayyim uses. And he doesn't use it much, but you can see him when, when, he, when he lashes out, you better, we, better, we better pay attention. Um, so he's talking about the um, gatherings of where Allah Ta'ala is remembered. And these are very special gatherings where a peop- group of people collect for the sake of remembering Allah. And these should never be taken lightly. They're, even, they're, they're superior to us individually remembering Allah Ta'ala. Because, look, we're each putting in a, an, our own individual effort when we perform our dhikr, whether it be our istighfar, our salawat, our Qur'an, our salah. We put in our individual effort. And obviously the angels are very happy with this. And Allah Ta'ala remembers it, etc. He mentions us, etc. But now when you have a group of people that are sitting with that same intention, you can imagine how the effect actually compounds itself. And then we're going to continue on this point. So, he continues. About the gatherings of angels. So, Ibn Qayyim says, The gatherings of remembrance, the gatherings of dhikr, are gatherings of angels who assemble on earth only where Allah is remembered. As stated in hadith, on the authority of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. And then um, the Prophet ﷺ said, Verily Allah has angels in addition to those people, to those that are recording people's deeds. So uh, there, there are angels on each shoulder that are recording our deeds, right? Their names are? Munkar al-Nakir. Munkar al-Nakir? Kiram al-Katibin. Kiram al-Katibin. Who's Munkar al-Nakir? The grave. They're going to question us in the grave, yeah. At least the Quran says Kiraman Katibin, there's two of them. So um, so it, it, it comes in the hadith. The Prophet said, Look, there are angels who record deeds. Every single person has angels that are recording deeds, right? On each shoulder they're recording deeds. And remember, we mentioned everyone has angels when they remember Allah. So don't think that your individual remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is being unwitnessed. Not only is Allah witnessing it, but there are angels specifically that are attending to your remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And they're witnessing it, they're recording it, they're excited about it, they're telling Allah and exclaiming to Allah about it. They're enthusiastic about it. This is all happening even though you are silently reflecting upon Allah. A lot of activity is occurring. We just don't see it. We don't perceive it. Okay, so then he says that there are... Angels, in addition to the ones that are there to record people's deeds. And these angels roam the paths of the earth seeking out the people of remembrance. They're looking, right? They're, on, they're, they're surfacing the, the sur- sorry, they're, they're roaming the surface of the earth. And they're trying to find places 
or gatherings where Allah is being remembered. This is their purpose. They don't do anything else but this. And when they find a folk, a group of people remembering Allah Most High, they call to each other, hurry up, hurry up, this is what you're looking for. Hurry up, this is what you've been seeking. Your, hope, your purpose is to find these gatherings. So they're roaming about the earth. And I don't know, maybe they're here now, but um, inshallah they are. But before they got here, they were looking, you know, all across southeast Michigan. Where, could we, where should we stop, right? And somehow they landed on, alhamdulillah, they landed, I think, on TCNA, right? The center of Novi. They're, oh, go, 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 hurry up, get over here, come to Novi, you know, get to Novi quickly. So they all just, they all rush over here, right? They, they've left the other towns in the area where Allah Ta'ala is not being over, and they rush over here to, to this gathering. And they, they tell each other, hurry up, this is, this is what we've been looking for. And then they come and they collect. They envelop them with their wings, the gathering. They envelop it with their wings. And they fill the sky. There's so many of them. They're so excited that there are people who are gathering to remember Allah that they all collect. And they're so numerous, right? And who knows how vast they are. And they take their wings and they envelop and they cover that gathering. And they, uh, you could say collect on top of each other because there's just no there's no space you know it's like uh what's the word uh when you go to a stadium and you don't have seats nosebleeds and like you know the bleachers you just try to pack in as many people as you can right people are on top of each other they just want to they just want a glimpse of of what special uh you know the 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 the, the, the bottom of the ninth they want to see what it is and you'll pack as much as possible right if it's the super bowl or whatnot so uh this is what we do in this world but the angels to them the super bowl the place to be, the place, you know, the, the, the hottest ticket in town is that place where Allah Ta'ala is being remembered. So they all come, they envelop this gathering, they tell each other, hurry up, we found it, let's go. They collect and they fill up the entire sky. They fill up the sky. That's, how, that's the vastness of this creation. Then, so they fill up the sky and then they begin to communicate with Allah. Then their Lord our Lord, Most High, asks them, and He knows better than they do. And so this uh, conversation occurs, it's being narrated in hadith. And the Prophet is saying that, look, Allah Ta'ala then asked them, although He already knows the answers to the questions, but for, it's a matter of principle. He asks them, what are my servants saying? He asks these angels, these specific angels for this purpose, what are my servants saying? They answer, the angels answer to Allah, that they are glorifying you, they're magnifying you, and they are praising you. The angel asks, what are these people, uh, sorry, uh, Allah Ta'ala asks, what are my servants doing? Why are they here? He knows the answer, but he's asking it. Why are my servants collected in this place? And you can see uh, this, this group of angels above. So they say, they are glorifying you, magnifying you, and praising you. Allah Ta'ala then asks, and have they seen me? Have they seen me? Right? I mean, if apart from Allah Ta'ala, if you've ever praised anyone in your life, it in undoubtedly it's someone is someone that you have seen before. Right? In some way, shape, or form, either in your own life, or you've seen videos of them, or you've seen pictures of them, right? Or you've heard descriptions of them, maybe with the exception of like the Prophet, but undoubtedly the people of this world, people of dunya that you would praise, they're people that you've seen. You've seen the way they play, you've seen the way they act, you've seen the way they sing, you've seen the way they, uh, whatever it might be. So Allah Ta'ala asks, have they seen me? I mean, they're, 
gathering to glorify me, praise me, magnify me. But okay, fine. If they're doing all this, they must have seen me. Have they seen me? And they said, the angels respond, no, by Allah, they have not seen you. Then Allah Ta'ala asks them, and if they could see me, how would they be? <coughs> if they could see me, how would they be? If they're already praising me, thinking about me, spending an entire weekend of their free time collecting to think about me, and they haven't even seen me, had they seen me, how, how different would this have been? What would they have done had they seen me? And then uh, the angels respond, if they could see you, they would worship you even more fervently and praise you even more fervently and glorify you even more abundantly. So then Allah Ta'ala asks the angels, and what do they ask of me? What do they want from me? Right? They're collecting for this purpose. They're glorifying me. They're magnifying me. They're praising me. Yet they've never even seen me. They've never even seen me. So he asks, what do they ask of me? What do they want? So the angels answer, they ask of you Jannah. They want from you Jannah. Then Allah Ta'ala asks them, and have they seen Jannah? You want this place of paradise that you've heard about, but I mean, have we ever even seen it? How do we know it exists? Have they even seen it? They're asking for this. And so the angels respond, No, by Allah, they haven't seen Jannah. And then Allah Ta'ala asks them, And if they could see Jannah, how would they be? If they could see it, how would they be? Then uh, he respond, the angels respond, They would strive and long for it even more fervently. And then Allah Ta'ala asks the angels, and from what do they ask my protection? From what do they ask my protection, the protection of Allah? The angels say, they ask your protection from Jahannam, from the fire of hell. And then Allah Ta'ala asks them, and have they seen it? Have they seen the fire of hell? Do they know if it really is there or not? Look, Allah Ta'ala is asking these questions, and these questions are subtly indicating his pleasure with this group of servants. Right? Why would he be asking, oh, have they seen my Jannah? Meaning they are believing in my Jannah, they're wanting my Jannah, and they've never even experienced Jannah. They've never even seen Jannah. They're just taking my word that there is a Jannah. They're just taking my word that there isn't Allah. They're just taking my word that there is a Jahannam, and yet they're still gathering, requesting these things from me. So Allah Ta'ala is indirectly, you could say, or subtly he's expressing his pleasure when he's having this conversation with the angels. So he says, uh, and so, he, so have they seen it? Have they seen Jahannam? So the angels say, no, by Allah, they have not seen it. Then Allah Ta'ala asks, and how would they be if they could see Jahannam? And then the angels respond, if they could see it, they would flee from it, meaning they would run away from it even more fervently and fear it even more fervently. Then, so now look, the sequence. First, these angels have uh, have been appointed for the purpose of looking for gatherings like these. Then they find that gathering. 
When they find that gathering, or the angels that find it, they tell one another, all of them, hurry up, run toward it, hasten toward it. We found that place we were looking for. Then they all come, right? Hundreds of thousands or millions of angels, they come and they collect. And then their wings envelop that group of servants, right? And when they're there, they're not just hanging out. I mean, they're watching, they're excited, they're hopefully making the offer us. And they climb on top of one another until they reach this point where they have this conversation with Allah and Allah Ta'ala then asks them questions. And he asks them, like, what are they doing? He said, they're, they're a group of your servants. They're collecting to raise your name, to magnify you, to glorify you. And Allah Ta'ala says, okay, they're doing this for me. <coughs> have they ever seen me? And the angel says, no, they haven't, seen, they haven't seen you. Okay, fine. What do they want? Oh, they want Jannah. Well, they want Jannah. Have they ever seen Jannah? They want, they want something they've never seen before? And Allah Ta'ala, and the angels say, yes, this is what they want. And uh, Allah Ta'ala says, okay, well, if they had seen Jannah, what would they be? They'd be even more excited about practicing and more passionate about your deen. Okay, what do they want protection from? Oh, Jahannam. Oh, Jahannam. Have they seen Jahannam? They want protection from something they've never even seen before? They've never even seen it. I've, they've only heard it as a description. They're taking my word that there is a Jahannam? Have they ever seen it? No, they've never seen it. Okay, and if they had seen it, how would they be? Oh, if they had seen Jahannam, they'd be even more fervent about deen. And then um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I call you to witness. He tells the angels, I call you to witness that I have forgiven them. Every single person in that gathering is forgiven. Then one of the angels says, but amongst them is someone who is not really of them being in need of something. Meaning there's, you know, someone who's there who wasn't really wanting to be there. You know, didn't necessarily intend to be there. They kind of stumbled into the gathering. Or they, you know, someone told them, hey, why don't you just show up for a little bit? You know, there's something going on. There's food. There's, you know, whatever. There's, uh, uh, there's chai. I don't know. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Um, right? And I never really intended. They kind of just stumbled into the gathering. And then he continues, Whoever sits in the gathering of these folk, of these people, shall not be damned. Meaning, every, this is an all-inclusive place, right? Whether you came here because you wanted to come here or you stumbled into coming here, you're included, you're forgiven. This, is, this isn't a reflection of who you are. This is a reflection of how special these gatherings are. This is a reflection of how special the gatherings of Allah are. Meaning that the gatherings where Allah Ta'ala is remembered, we don't take these gatherings lightly, right? Number one, if these, uh, well, let me put it this way. In the eyes of creation, maybe they don't have um, so much value, right? In the eyes of people. Like, who's actually, who actually cares that people are collecting, you know, for instance, right now, for the sake of Allah, over the course of a week? No one really cares. It didn't matter. But in the eyes of the heavens, this is the place to be. This is the hottest ticket in town. This is where the angels have looked. They've, they've roamed about the entire world, or you could say at least this, this locality, and they found that place of satisfaction for them. And they are so excited that they're telling everyone else about it and saying, look, you should come too. Come, come, come. We found it. Come quick, quick, quick. And they come and they're so excited and they tell Allah about it. These gatherings are very special. It's, nothing, it's not something to take lightly. The gatherings where Allah is remembered or mentioned is special because through it, we are forgiven. Look, it's one thing, you know, many times people commit sins, they make mistakes, and then they come to me and they'll ask me, or they'll come to these places and they'll ask, 
know, how is it that I can repent to Allah for this mistake? How is it that I can be forgiven for these mistakes that I've made? Simple. Just attend the gatherings where Allah is remembered. And anyone that's a part of that gathering, Allah Ta'ala forgives. Just attend. Just show up. You just have to show up. That's all you have to do. You just have to show up, make your presence known to the angels, and you're included with the group of servants that are forgiven by Allah. Now he continues about the gatherings of remembrance. Allah Ta'ala discloses those who remember him to the angels. So this is now a separate conversation. That hadith is done. And that conversation that Allah had with the angels, Allah Ta'ala knows the answer to every question. He doesn't need to ask the angels, do they know what my Jannah looks like? Have they seen it? He knows the answer. He created us. He created us without the ability to see Jannah. So he obviously knows we can't see Jannah. But that conversation is to demonstrate to us, you know, what... uh, the, 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 you could say the appreciation that he has for us, right? This is a way to demonstrate that appreciation. So that's done. Now the next, this is the next point that Ibn al-Qayyim mentions about this. Allah Ta'ala discloses those who remember him to the angels. He tells the angels about those people that are remembering him. And Muslim, Imam Muslim narrates on the authority of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu anhu that uh, Muawiyah came upon a circle of of men seated in the masjid and he asked them why are you sitting together right he asked them you know imagine like a sahabi coming into this place and asking why are you getting to why are you here why are you all here right it's not salah time why are you all here um so they replied we are invoking allah most high we are invoking allah ta'ala the name of this book is the invocation of allah Maybe we're doing the same. So they replied, we are invoking Allah Most High. So then he responded, by Allah, you're sitting together for that only? Is that the only reason? Is that why you're together? You know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, having these sorts of gatherings in today's day and age. Uh, people are like, what? Why would you do that? Like, why would you get together in the masjid and stay in there for three days? You know, there's so many other better places to be. You could be, you could be out skiing this weekend. You could be, uh, you could be, you know, you could go down to Florida, go to the Caribbean for the weekend. You could spend time with your family. You could, uh, you could do a million things. Why in the world would you go to a place? Why would you go to the masjid and just lock yourself up for like three days? Is that what? What are you thinking? So these gatherings, they've always been relatively strange, and they're even more strange now, right? Like it's unusual. Why would people do this? Okay, so um, so they said, we are invoking Allah Most High. He said, by Allah, is this the, you're sitting together for that or alone? You don't have any other reason to get together except to remember and invoke Allah? So they said, yeah, by Allah, this is what we're here for. So he said, he responded, he said, I didn't ask you to swear to it because I doubted you. I'm not asking you this because I doubted your, 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 uh, your intention or your motive. No one had a place like mine with the Prophet wasallam. And I will relate a hadith that I have from him. So he's telling this group of companions, uh, sorry, this group of people uh, that are gathered, that have gathered to invoke Allah Ta'ala. He said, you're doing this for the sake of, to invoke Allah? Okay, let me tell you something that I heard from the Prophet He says, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had come upon a circle of his companions and he asked, why are you sitting together? The Prophet he approached the circle of his companions that were sitting together. He said, why are you sitting together? 
They said, we are sitting together to invoke Allah Most High and praise Him for having guided and blessed us with Islam. We are sitting together to invoke Allah Most High and praise Him for having guided and blessed us with Islam. You know, we would never think about this. Like when we, like we mentioned, okay, some people, we come to the gathering because we want to remember Allah because of some motive that we have, right? We want to be forgiven or we made some major mistake and we need to rectify it. Or, um, you know, we heard that these gatherings are beneficial. But how many people actually collect together collectively for the sake of Allah, or, or sorry, to remember Allah for the purpose of what? For the purpose of thanking Allah that you have made us believers, Right? We recognize this is the greatest blessing given to all of mankind. And you chose to give this blessing to us. This is why we're here to collect you, to collectively remember you. That's it. We have no other motive. We have no other incentive. We're just here because we're so happy you made us Muslim. We're just here because we're so happy you made us Muslim. Look, there is no greater blessing in the world than to be a Muslim. And not only that, there's no great... And then from amongst the people who believe... To be chosen to be from the Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ. To be from amongst that group of people. How uh, how lucky we are. How fortunate we are. right? And we did nothing to deserve this status. The Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ will be the first Ummah that enters into Jannah on the Day of Judgment. And we had nothing to do with that decision whatsoever. We had nothing to do with that decision. And yet Allah Ta'ala chose us to be from amongst that special group of people. So... When we collect for these sorts of gatherings, we should be thinking in our mind as well that, okay, the Sahaba, when they collected, they said uh, they had collected because they wanted to praise Allah for having guided and blessing them with Islam. We too gather because we're just so grateful and indebted to Allah that He chose Islam for us. And if we were to thank Him in these sorts of gatherings from now until the day we passed away, it would not be sufficient. So He says, We are sitting together to invoke Allah Ta'ala. They said, we are sitting together to invoke Allah Most High and praise Him for having guided and blessed us with Islam. He asked, and by Allah, you are sitting for that only? The Prophet asked the Sahaba, this is the only reason you're sitting down? This is the only reason you've collected? And they responded, by Allah. By Allah, this is, this is the only reason we're sitting down. So he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I didn't ask you to swear by it because I doubted you. Right? I didn't, I, you're, you're, you're my companions. Right? You're the... You're my support staff. You're 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 like the team. I'm just the captain. I, uh, I I'm the captain. You're the team. You've taken care of me. You've you've done so much for me. I'm not doubting you. I'm not questioning you. I'm not challenging you. But I do so because the angel Jibril, right? The angel Jibril salam came to me, and he told me that Allah Taala has disclosed you to the angels. The angel Jibril came to me. And he told me that Allah Ta'ala has disclosed you, has mentioned you to the angels. This is narrated in Sahih Muslim. Right? When people gather for the sake of Allah, when the Sahaba gathered for the sake of Allah, simply to thank Allah for making them Muslim, just for that purpose alone, it was such a beloved deed to Allah Ta'ala that he actually sent the most revered angel, the angel Jibreel salam, whose purpose is to bring wahi, the Qur'an, and all forms of wahi down to the world, to the universe. He told this angel to tell the Prophet salam, that I have mentioned this group of people to my angels. You can only imagine, uh, or we can only imagine what sort of disclosure is going on right now with Allah Ta'ala to His angels. 
right? We didn't even ask for this. <laughs> we just showed up. We just showed up, and yet we're we're uh, we're we're included in that disclosure, right? How merciful Allah is, right? We can't thank Him enough. One thing is to thank Him for being here, but then He gave us a tawfiq to be here as well. It's not like we came here on our own accord or our own effort. He's the one to put it in our heart to even come here. So we can't begin to thank Allah Ta'ala enough. So Ibn Al-Qayyim continues, Allah's disclosure shows the esteem which remembrance carries for Him, His love for it, and its excellence above all other practices. Ibn Al-Qayyim is saying that Allah's disclosure, meaning the fact that Allah Ta'ala is is telling his angels something or disclosing our names or disclosing our presence right the attendance sheet to the angels it shows how um, how excited he is about this right it shows how important this is to him he says it shows the esteem which remembrance carries for him his love for it his love for people that remember him and its excellence above all other practices it shows how dear these gatherings are to Allah. Someone, and then he continues, someone, um, okay, so then he mentions one point and then I'll summarize, inshallah. Someone constant in remembrance will enter Jannah laughing. He, he's saying this. Someone who's constant in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala will enter Jannah laughing. Ibn Abi Dunya relates, uh, Abiy dunya relates that Abu Darda radiallahu anhu said one of those whose tongues are ever moist with the mention of Allah will enter Jannah laughing imagine that scene right to be able to like laugh your way into Jannah it's one thing to be you know uh, fearful right and it's one thing and we'll be thankful however we get there send us there in any way shape or form just get us there it doesn't really matter at this point, it doesn't really matter. Just get me there, I'm, I'm happy. But, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if Allah Ta'ala, like, you know, he, He's just, you, ha- you finally meet Him on the Day of Judgment, and He's just happy with you, and He's excited that, you're, that you've chosen to spend, uh, you know, part of your life or your life in His remembrance, and I don't know, wouldn't that be nice? And then, it's a very friendly meeting, and you laugh your way and you walk your way into Jannah and you're just, that would be nice. I wouldn't turn that down. So this is the end of this section. And it just highlights for us, you know, all of these statements from Hadith and from the words of Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, that we don't take the gatherings where Allah is remembered lightly. These are special gatherings. Nothing compares. We, we do our best to, to attend these. So there's different degrees, right? Allah Ta'ala is remembered in many gatherings, right? So the first is in general, the masjid. The masjid is the house of Allah, and by default, people collect to remember Allah in the masjid. So five times a day, at least, five times a day, a group of Allah Ta'ala's servants collect in his home, and they collect for the purpose of remembering him. So we don't take our five salah lightly. Right? Meaning praying jama'ah in the masjid is huge. It's huge because it's, you know, the Prophet did it and all the Sahaba did it, right? And it's more or less, 
if someone's able to, it's more or less required to pray your salahs in the masjid. But on top of that, all of these other benefits that people that come for his for his reason are forgiven, and the angels are being disclo- uh, disclosing. Sorry, the in- angels are having a conversation with Allah, and Allah Taala disclosing the, the names to the angels, etc. This is this can potentially happen up to five times a day. We want to be a part of each of those as much as possible. We want to be in the masjid for salah. The second type of gathering is when people collect, for instance, to remember to recite the Quran, right? And this happens. Uh, or people get together to recite Quran. Maybe not as common today as it used to be. Maybe now in like uh, schools where Quran is being taught, it happens more. But from time to time, we should collect for the purposes of for the purpose of just coming together and reading Quran together. Maybe recite one Quran collectively as a group, and then make du'a afterward. Or even don't even make du'a. Just collect for the purpose of remembering Allah Taala. And inshallah, you'll be from amongst that same group of people because the gathering where the Quran is recited. Remember, dhikri. Allah Taala mentioned the Quran. Man arda an dhikri. The great and in fact, in, uh, the, one of the names of Quran is uh, is a uh, dhikr, right? The remembrance. So the Quran we mentioned is the best form of remembrance. So if a group of people come together to read Quran collectively in your individual localities, your communities, your masjid, you just get together, recite Quran together, and leave. Inshallah, you'll be part of this type of gathering as well. And then lastly, there are gatherings of dhikr where people collect for the sake of uh, making mention of Allah Taala. And we should make it a point in our life to be a part of these gatherings and regularly attend these gatherings. They're not, you know, praying in the masjid is, is required. These gatherings are not legally, from a shari'i standpoint, gatherings of dhikr, they're not, from a shari'i standpoint, wajib. But spiritually, in a spiritually barren place, they're more or less wajib. You can't miss it. It's our, you know, we're, we're hanging by a thread here, right? Our, I mean, our deen... We're just hanging by a thread. We have to find these gatherings. We have to tie ourselves to them and be sure and, and do our best never to miss them. Because this is where the angels are collecting. This is where the angel th- th- this is where uh, people are being forgiven. This is where Allah Ta'ala's pleasure lies, these places. So make it a point to find them and be consistent in them and don't take them lightly. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to, uh, number one, uh, be from amongst those people that have ma'iyah, whether it be through our ihsan or whether it be through the people of sabidin, whatever whatever category, but that he may, that we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this special state as well. We ask that Allah ta'ala make us regular and consistent in the gatherings of his remembrance. And we ask that uh, Allah ta'ala protect and preserve our iman uh, wherever we may be. Wa akhir da'wan. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.